Welcome to the program, everybody. You just stepped inside of Psychotic Bump School, the place where education and entertainment meet at the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Rome, and I want to welcome you to another exciting edition of Psychotic Bump School on this eve of all saints coming up on Halloween 2023. So ladies and gentlemen, tonight, oh, we have an amazing, amazing, amazingly full show. Boo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, uh, lots to get to this evening. We got two guests coming through the school tonight. You know both of these cats. The good brother, Jamal Jones. He's a social worker in Southern California. And the good brother, Mr. Jeffrey Keller of KPFK fame, 90.7 FM, co-host of the Pocho Hour of Power, comedian, formerly with the uh, uh, NFL Atlanta Falcons. Both of these cats are going to be stopping through. They're going to be joining me for the entire episode, ladies and gentlemen. We're just going to be breaking down to its final compound everything that's been happening. You know, we've been on a bit of a break, so we have some catching up to do with these cats, and they've been helping me to get caught up on what's happening around the world with Israel, Gaza, Hamas, the Palestinians, everything in local politics, uh, relationships. We got some things to get to with regard to Jada and Will. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, my God. And R&B singer Tyrese Gibson also in the news talking about his response to his ex-wife, Oh, you don't want to miss this episode. So uh, Jamal and Jeff for the entire episode of Psychotic Bump School coming up this evening. So uh, you might want to call your friends and family to the radio or the computer because we are about to set it off. So this is KCWGTheTruth.com. My name is DJ Rome. Welcome to Psychotic Bump School. Stay tuned for more. We're going to kick off our show with Jamal and Jeff after this. Hey, everybody. This is Buddy Hearts. And you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWGTheTruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet. Yes, we are back. KCWGTheTruth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is DJ Rome. And ladies and gentlemen, we have been on a bit of a high and low atis. And it is time for us to get back up in this. There is so much happening nationwide, internationally. The whole world is on fire, y'all. It's all kinds of conflicts that have emerged, uh, of course, in the Middle East between Israel and the Palestines and the East Gaza Strip. Oh, my God. We got some things happening domestically here. We got some local issues to tackle. And oh, my goodness, the Trumps are in court. It just goes on and on. Oh, man, where do we start? Well, to help me start, I'm going to welcome back these two cats. You guys know these two cats, man. Come on, man. This good brother is in Southern in California. He is a master social worker. He's been on the one for fun, like the Daz band since the, since when, when did on the one for fun come out? Came out sometime after Let It Whip. But this good cat, he's been getting it in ever since then. Uh, the good brother has done it all. So ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome back to Psychotic Bump Squad, good brother, Mr. Jamal Jones. Mr. Jamal Jones, unhook your uh, line and say hello. Welcome back, good brother. How you doing? Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. That's quite the, uh, Quite the intro, intro, uh, brother Rome. But um, yeah, I'm glad to be back, man. Yeah, man, good to have you back, man. Oh man, so you got some company, Mr. Jones. Uh, this good brother, come on, y'all, y'all know this cat, man. This cat is one of the longest hosts of one of the most enduring Southern California radio programs in Southern California called the Pocho Hour of Power and 90.7 FM KPFK 90.7 FM on your radio dial. He's a stand-up comedian. 
comedian. He's an actor. He's formerly with the Atlanta Falcons. That's right, the Atlanta Falcons. This good brother has done it all, and I can't wait to hear what he's been up to lately. So, ladies and gentlemen, please also welcome back to Psychotic Bump School our good brother, Mr. Jeffrey Keller. Mr. Keller with that iPhone in the house. What's going on, good brother? <laughs> uh, I'm good, Rome. How you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, can y'all hear that voice banging? Y'all hear the boy, hear the bass in Mr. Jeffrey Keller's voice? <laughs> Jeffrey Keller's got a new device, y'all. Can y'all tell? Jamal, you can tell, right? I can tell. Bruh, <laughs> bruh, I got to get me one, man. We were talking off the air, ladies and gentlemen, about how these sky high prices are with these devices. And I asked him how much he paid for it. I don't even know if I should say it on the air, but I, I actually, I actually lowballed it, but it's like, I thought that they were about to charge me a lot when I was asked to pay or consider shelling out somewhere between five and seven hundred dollars. But um, iPhones cost more than that, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to dig a little deeper if I'm going to get into the game and get off this Android. But anyway, fellas, I am so glad y'all are here. I miss talking to y'all. Let's get on into it, man. We've had just an incredible, indelible week in just politics and just things happening across the world. As y'all know, and I probably won't have time to dive too deep into all of this, we have some fighting going on in the Gaza Strip right about now. And for a while there, the uh, the Palestinians weren't even allowed to exit out of Gaza. And uh, the United Nations had to intervene to just allow some uh, relief supplies to get in there. But Israel has definitely escalated its bombing campaign. And of course, anytime Israel is involved in a conflict, here come the U.S. to um, uh, put their thumb on the scale. And some people do not like the fact, Jeff and Jamal, I don't know if y'all want to talk about this too much, but there's always the issue with the Palestinians and the fact that they have occupied this region for so long and yet have no representation. Uh, the terrorist group, so they call it, called Hamas, is uh, responsible for, uh, as reports go, uh, for attacking uh, I think there was a football game, a soccer game. I think this is where the conflict started and about a uh, whole bunch of uh, Israeli citizens were were murdered. And so that's all it takes for, it's, it's like the cat on the, uh, the Montgomery brawl when that hat throws up in the air, they throw up the hat and here come the world's resources to decide uh, wherever they align politically. And Jeff and Jamal, uh, I don't know what you got on this, but it's just on, man, we're at war. This country is at war and it doesn't look like it's going to be piping down anytime soon. Either one of y'all have any thoughts about what's happening in Israel and Gaza and Palestine? It just goes on and on, right? We're in perpetual war, aren't we? It's it's uh, it's crazy, man. I mean, it's it's I think one of the craziest things that you see with this whole situation is that um, you can't even really have a dialogue mm. or a conversation in regard to what's happening without saying, oh, you got to choose this side. It's, it's not, yeah. even, we're not even talking about choosing sides. It's like, just look at, can we just look at the situation, maybe look at historical context or anything like that. And even if you do like the historic context of what's going on and all this other stuff, people get defensive or they get upset. It's like, well, look, can't we just have a conversation? You know, yeah. or it's like, okay, you know, oh, if, if you're talking about the suffering of the Palestinians or the children or something or whatever, oh, you're against Israel. And then if it's vice versa, you know, it's like, okay, then you're against Palestine. So it's like, you can't even have this conversation because it's so political. And uh, at the end of the day, just to put it simple, it's like they're they're losing lives on both sides. There's kids that are dying. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we shouldn't even be bombing, blowing up anything, right? At the end of the day, we should be having some kind of discourse to kind of create some kind of peace but 
that's just it's just not going to happen. But in order to get to that piece, there has to be that conversation and context in regard to why. What's the why? That's it. What is the why? Like that's what's what people believe. What is the why? And then no one wants to talk about that without mm-hmm. getting crucified. So it's just you got to focus on that why, man. Well, man, that crucifixion is real, uh, Jeffrey Keller, because even if you are somewhat apolitical, like most people tend to be on topics such as this, because it's hard to identify uh, who's at fault, who's wrong. And like Jamal said, if you take a side, all of a sudden it's um, I mean, they want to cancel you if you say the wrong thing. And um, we don't even have to talk about the politics of it, just just the the humanitarian crisis of fighting and people dying, not to mention Ukraine, ladies and gentlemen, we still got that going on right now too. Jeffrey Keller, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's just a perfect example of what happens when you got governments and religion involved. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just sad. I'm always on the side of the people. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't have governments involved, we wouldn't have this situation. We didn't have religion involved, we wouldn't have this situation. Man. You know, nobody wants to talk about how they gave, you know, part of Palestine to it and named it Israel. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just deep, man. They're killing these people and these people have nothing to do with it. Your thumb is often going to come down on one side of the scale or the other. And the fact that we live in this first world, world power called the United States, Western society, um, it's just hard to escape the evil that men do and um, nations do when they're in power and they're in a position to disadvantage and disenfranchise others. It's a hot mess. I don't, I don't know. Be pressed to claim a street with a white man name. I pulled up to put you up on game. What's your focus? What you doing? What you want out this life? I want power. Can't never be satisfied with fame. I'm just a man of the people from round the way like the Beatles. I've been exposed to new levels. I'm always trying to do better. Roll with my roadies like Cheeto. You say the top can get lonely. I say the bottom is lethal. I want the crown of medieval. See us getting this money. They still don't see us as equals. They know that we're on control. Coming up in small doses sometimes i sit back and roll up and i think of my heroes and so it goes gain the world lose your soul skull and bones puffy cones too many dead and gone when they just got on and i'd be lying if i said there's nothing wrong sometimes i sit back and roll up and i just think of my heroes and so it goes gain the world lose your soul skull and bones puffy cones Put down your God and pick up your Bible Put down your picket signs and pick up your rifle Messages conflicting, twisting on my mental Love on your enemies, don't you trust your kinfolk Family feuding on American dreamboats Top of the food chain, what them people kill for Down on your knees and pray up to God Or stand on your feet and rise above all, huh? As a child, I was miseducated. I grew up praising power guns, drugs, miscegenation. Fire inside blazing, constantly waking. Me and my demons engaging in conversation on how we finna get paid. But through it all, I place my hands on my that's a power grab. They see a black man shining, they'll shoot him down fast. CEOs taking your shows and firing you at night like Nick. That's a cannon blast. They'll try to undercut your, buy out your cast. 
Say you crazy as hell, Chappelle status CEOs taking your shows and firing you at night like Nick That's a cannon blast That shit powerful right there <laughs> You know what's the wild? I just named my daughter powerful Thought I was crazy for that Hey, call me crazy I think they crazy enough to change the world The ones that actually do that I got you Payback is how the Israeli military described it As fireballs lit up the night sky over the weekend But for the families of the more than 200 hostages Being held in Gaza This only exacerbates the excruciating uncertainty Over the fate of their loved ones the strikes in Gaza have been merciless, decimating whole neighborhoods with entire families often crushed beneath the ruins of residential buildings. But speaking of local governments, um, did y'all see the uh, the House of Representatives race? We finally, finally have a Speaker of the House uh, in the United States of America. Of course, we've been off the air for a while, but... Kevin McCarthy out of California. Hey, that's y'all's that's y'all's representative, Jeff and Jamal. How they going <laughs> to oust the California brother, man? What's up with that? Oh, man. They well, even when he came into y'all remember when he came into power, they were saying that he he needed. Well, they didn't say, but we all saw it. 15 rounds of votes. He barely got the speakership in order to get that speakership. He had to basically make a deal with Satan and give the power to at least or not at least only one member could bring a case to oust him. And of course, one of the extreme uh, MAGA Republicans named Matt Gates took him up on that. And he took issue with the fact that he, being Kevin McCarthy, negotiated with Democrats in order to avoid the government shutdown. Now we're facing another government shutdown and that's what was looming if they didn't finally nominate a speaker. So they got rid of Kevin McCarthy for three weeks, ladies and gentlemen. There was no Speaker of the House representing the majority party in the House of Representatives, which, of course, are the Democrats. Hakeem Jeffries, Jeff and Jamal, I was saying, why don't they just give the gavel to Hakeem? Because the Democrats were united. How, Jeff, do you, you know how they say that Republicans would stick together, lockstep, and no matter what, they, they, they go down and they go down together. And Democrats have stuck together. And I don't know, Jamal, you could chime in, too. But when Pelosi was leading the Democratic caucus, she knew how to count votes. And so the Democrat. Well, what, what are your thoughts, uh, J Jeff? And then Jamal, you have any thoughts about what's happening in this, the uh, House of Representatives? Mike Johnson is the current Speaker of the House after they went through Jim Jordan, Steve Scalise, uh, a couple other uh, pretenders or aspirational people. And Trump chimed in and said, no, we don't like him because he voted to certify the election. It's like, hell no. So they got Mike Johnson now. So Jeff and then Jamal, what are your thoughts about what's happening in the House of Representatives? It's a mess. A mess. Our, our government is just a straight mess. Man. Partisan politics, uh, corporations just buying these people. Right. I mean, now they don't, they don't know what to vote for. It's, right. it's 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 just it's it's crazy. It's no longer for the people by the people. It's now for corporations by corporations. Correct. The whole Congress has been bought and sold, and the people got to get tired of it and do something about it. Exactly. Mm. Go ahead, Jamal. 
Yeah, brother, it's it's I mean, it's it's theatrics, theatrics, parlor tricks, whatever you say, you know, uh, magic show, uh, misdirection, whatever you want to call it, the misdirect, the people that are looking at what's going on. Like, you know, it's 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 getting ridiculous. It's a show. And um, and that's just it's just I don't know. I, uh, like you said, it's just, you know, the, the bigger issue is the stronghold that the corporations have over the Congress, members of Congress, the Senate. That's what the people really need to be focused on. We're like, oh yeah, who's gonna be the leader of this and all this other stuff, and who's gonna run the house? And no, it, it, it's it's bigger than that. And especially when you start dissecting a lot of the things and positions and going to war and look at the, look what's happening now. I mean, you got, you know, yes, the issue with Palestine and Israel, and we need to have votes so we can vote on this issue and funding this and funding that and da 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 da. But it goes back to who's winning at the end, right? Are we winning at the end? Are the people winning at the end? Or are the people that are sitting at the top making money off a lot of the situations, are they winning? So that's the thing. Are the American people winning in this situation overall? Or when you start looking at the holdings of some of these people on the Republican and Democratic side, um, their investments and all these other things, it's like, who's winning? by the votes and that's that's just what i'm getting i'm personally getting sick and tired of you know they should put these people's portfolios on blast every day and say look look what these look look at the positions that these people are taking and look at where their money is and that's what that's it and it's just are you winning or are they winning you know mm-hmm. why why is this such a a it, it, it's just getting ridiculous so um yeah okay you know mccarthy and you seeing this stuff going on and but at the end of the day, look at look at where we where we are right now. Look where people are in Los Angeles right now. Look at what's happening with people with severe mental health issues wandering around the freeway. I mean, all these things that are hitting the people at home. And the inflation is out of control. Housing is out of control. Like, you know, spending is out. Of, I mean, there's so many things that are affecting the American people. Gas prices, all this other stuff that's going on. But this is the stuff that's happening at the top. But is there any kind of transparency? So that we have an understanding as to why there's such this vested in vested interest, right? Like, can any one of us on the air right now say unequivocally to say we know exactly what those vested interests are? That's the answer is no. So if there's transparency where the American people can be confident to say we understand what and why we are taking this stance, then mm-hmm. I and especially myself, I'm saying, okay, yeah, I'm a hundred percent, but can I make an informed decision? based on where to stand on any position that my leadership is telling me to go in, do I have enough information in front of me right now to say, you know what, I agree. You don't. And that's the issue because that's not that transparency on both sides. This isn't there. So that's where we are, I think, as a country. And people just kind of demand to say, you know what, (laughs) you guys got to give us that information. But will that day ever come? I don't think it's going to happen. So Well, It could have some um, electoral implications if they think about what impact this will have down the road. And people tend to have relatively short political memories, wouldn't you say? What impact do you think this will have on voters like you, Jamal? And then I'm going to put this to Jeffrey Keller as well. If people aren't informed about what their interests are, which I would argue uh, is tends to be, you know, the typical two or three four legged stool that exists, the the economy. I mean, are are we is are we under attack? Uh, are we in a recession? Uh, you and I, Jamal, we talked a little bit about the uh, the homelessness problem. Problem right. is, you know, you can see, touch, and you know, experience that firsthand in parts of Los Angeles. See, and here's the other thing: people, we're in California, Jeff and Jamal. 
You know what I'm saying? So there's people outside of California. Well, I'm going to ask you, Casca, I don't want to talk too much because the perception is that Governor Newsom is not doing anything about mental health. And I know he just passed a bill to support uh, funding more mental health services, targeting specifically the homelessness population. But the perception outside of California for those who have a political interest in uh, doubting the the vitality of California, uh, Jeff and Jamal, Jamal first. Yes, there is a homeless problem. Karen Bass is the mayor, right? Right. Karen Bass is the mayor. What more could she do about the homelessness issue? One and two, is California the homelessness bastion that it is reported nationally and internationally across uh, typical satellite television? Is all of California that way, or is it? How accurate are those reports, Jamal Jones, and then Jeffrey? I mean, Jones. I think I think they're I think they're very accurate. I mean, you're seeing statistically a mass exodus of people leaving the state because they can't afford to be here. And you know, you got to look at what population that is, what socioeconomic class that is that is leaving California, and then those that are trying are choosing to stay. Uh, what they're doing in order to stay, you know, are they just coming together as families, just trying to pay that mortgage and pay that rent? Um, you start looking at, you know, the jobs, you look at how much, and I was just talking to some folks that work for the county the other day, you know, they're, they're with our, you know, folks there and, you know, they're, I would say the manual side, the folks that set up and build and do events and stuff like that. And and you start to look at, you know, how much the money they make, right? So this is what they make. Okay, that's fine. But then you look at inflation, you look at how much it costs for them to actually rent an apartment. So, I mean, it's, these people have good jobs, but they can't even afford their rent. So it's just, Yes, this is the richest state in the United States, but then yet being it's the richest state in the United States, these are the issues that we have that are pervasive. So it's like, so what, but again, am I qualified to say and answer what the why is? No, that goes back down to the transparency and the things that we don't know. You know okay, so being, what we what we do know, Let me, and I'm going to put a bookmark right there. So sorry for cutting you off because Jeff, I'm having right. you come okay. too. Uh, salaries are also up too. Salaries are up. Although inflation is up, salary increases have been noted to happen during this period as well. Inflation is global all over the world. So it's not limited to this country. And post COVID, a lot of countries in the worst of the world have not experienced as much recovery as this country has. Uh, to what extent do you see um, people, despite the inflation, inflation is up. You're right. Right. You're right. It is up. But I'm also seeing people getting a lot of raises right now, too, to offset some of that. And they are trying to make efforts to try to cool the economy down because they said by now we were supposed to be in a recession and we're not. Uh, that 4.9 GDP shocked everybody. In fact, um, I got a clip I'm going to play, but let me uh, yeah, finish your thought real quick. Then I'm bring Jeffrey Keller back in here. No, I mean, I think yeah, I mean, just to kind of bring it back home, it's just yeah, it is a global situation. You know, a lot of it has to do with, you know, domestic and foreign, you know, in regard to our position. You know, you start looking at BRICS, you start looking at, you know, Russia, China, India, all these different countries that are looking at moving to gold and, and going away from the dollar and, and how that's going to affect us. But, you know, again, I don't know the full magnitude of that. Um, yeah. Maybe some of our elected officials know some of the magnitude, the, the magnitude of that, but the common person who's trying to survive every day and it does hurt street. It, it hurts them but they, hurt. do they have an understanding right. do they have the time to get an understanding in regard to what's happening or do they have to have trust 
in their elected official to know that they're doing that work. And that's the part where, for me, it's just, I have an issue with the fact when it goes back to the portfolios and stuff like that, when these guys are getting rich and then the people that they represent are making nothing, that's the, that's why I have an issue. That's a conflict to me. Like you have, you're privy to a lot more information than we are. And this is on both sides of the aisle. And I, I, I just, I just have an issue with that. Like you, you are a millionaire, yeah. but you're my elected official. You know what I'm saying? Like that just, uh, that just something doesn't sit right in regard to your ability to fight for the interests of the folks that you serve because you're in a service industry. So I just, I just, uh, is this person competent and good enough to be able to improve the lives of those that they're serving that they are so out of touch with? That's, that's just, that's a, that's a really good question. You know, that's, yeah. that's a really good question because the guy that almost beat Karen Bass, he was, he was a multi-millionaire, if not a billionaire. And he almost bought his way into the mayorship. But uh, Jeffrey Keller, uh, I want Jeff and you, excuse me, Jamal and you to kind of comment on this. This was from Fox News just a few days ago. Stand by. The GDP is out. I want to get right now to Jerry Willis and get that breaking news. Jerry. Yeah, Maria, that's why we've got GDP at 4.9%. That is the first street on third quarter GDP. That is a surprise on the upside. You can see that's a big positive number. Look at this. 4.9% is well over twice second quarter GDP, which was 2.1%. So you can see some really strong expansion here for the quarter. This quarter, of course, July to September, GDP, the broadest read on economic growth. But wow, what a stunner. Actual coming in at 4.9%. Okay, so to Jamal's point, Jeffrey Keller, uh, it's hard to jump up and down when you do see people suffering. And you know people are not across the board feeling that that outcome. That was Fox News reporting of how the, uh, the GDP just uh, went up. Uh, we're doing far better than what we were projected to have at this point, but yet people are skeptical still. Jeffrey Keller, what are your thoughts on all that? Oh, man, I'm not an economist, but mm -hmm. I know that food is high, gas is high, rent is high, people can't afford housing, interest rates are high, mm -hmm. and it's just not in California, it's all over the United States. It is. New York is out of control. Even, even you go to states in the South and North Carolina, their rents are like 1200 $1,400. I mean, their rents have gotten got one up so high. It's, it's, living now is ridiculous mm -hmm. for everybody. It's the, 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 there's no longer mid, there's no mid gap. You're either rich or poor. There's no, there's, there's no That's middle hard. ground anymore. That's it's, very it's, true. It, it, it's shrinking quickly. And, and it's we're becoming very class and elitist. It's they're running them. Mm -hmm. Look at let me just say this. And 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 look at we have politicians that go in there making before they got elected making forty fifty thousand dollars a year. Yep. Now they make about one thirty. Mm -hmm. But now all of a sudden, while they're in office, they're millionaires. Exactly. How do you become a millionaire? When you're only making one hundred thirty, hundred forty thousand dollars a year, how does that happen? Mm -hmm. Right, Lauren. Because Bay you, 
Mm, go ahead. Go He's ahead. Being bought and sold, but it's all of them. It's not one. It's two, not. Yeah. No. 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 And exactly. It's all of them. Yeah. I, I was. You're. You're right. You're one thousand percent correct. I think the average salary for a senator and a House of Representative is one hundred and seventy-four thousand dollars a year. So imagine that. To your point, somebody with very little political experience can get into government and politics, and if they can sway enough people, as did Lauren Baybert. Uh, to that matter, you can even talk about people like Jamal Jones. He was uh, oh, Jamal Bowman. Sorry, not Jamal Jones. Jamal Bowman. <laughs> sorry, yeah, brother. No, it's all sorry, good. <laughs> brother. You didn't pull no fire alarms as far hey, as no, 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 I didn't pull that one. <laughs> not, not, me. <laughs> not, not, not me. But Jamal Bowman was a, a principal in New York City. And I don't know what political how I don't know in what way that prepared him for politics, but he was considered one of the progressive Democrats that came in in the wave a couple years ago. And, you know, recently when they were trying to pass a bill, he pulled the fire alarm to evacuate the building. And that was silly. He was fine, as he should have been, because it was silly. But the idea is that you don't, to your point, Jeff, you you don't need, how do you go from 40, 30, $40,000 a year uh, and to avoid the the appearance of elitism, you don't have to have any special qualifications to even be Speaker of the House, and that's why they were tossing around the name of the former guy. But mm -hmm. it, it's it's it is it does <laughs> ring like a a three ring circus sometimes when you see that we're spinning out of control and the moral center of politics doesn't seem to exist anymore. <laughs> This is DJ Valida, and you're listening to Psychotic Bump School with your host, DJ Rome, on KCWG, thetruth.com, the best internet radio station on the planet. All in all, finally, not what it was in front of me. Close my eyes, now I see it's all. Just been a fallacy
I'm going to use a, a a very dirty word that's we done in America, and and this they're afraid to say this accountability. Yo, come on. come on, we've lost accountability. Hold people accountable. Mm. We don't hold our politicians. We don't hold our schools. We don't hold our parents. We don't hold our kids. We don't hold the police department. We don't hold judges. We don't hold corporations mm. accountable anymore. And the kids see this. And they're like, if you're not going to hold politicians accountable and corporations, then why should, am I going to be held? They're going to hold me accountable. I'm a kid. Yeah. And parents are afraid to hold their kids accountable. Parents will sit there and make excuses for the kids for their behavior. Yep. Like when I grew up, if a teacher called home, mom be like, I handled, I'll handle that. Mm-hmm. Now a teacher calls home, the parent would be like, What'd you do to cause my child to act that way? Right. Right. It's pretty scary, but you make an interesting point, and I'm going to pivot right here. This is KCWG, the truth.com. The name of this program is Psychotic Bump School. My name is EJ Rome. I'm just chopping it up with the fellas, y'all. That was the good brother, Mr. Jeffrey Keller. And we're also joined by social worker, Mr. Jamal Jones. We're just breaking down to its final compound. Everything happening across the world and across the United States of America. It's deep, y'all. We've been talking about Israel, Gaza, war, Hamas, local politics, homelessness, inflation, accountability is where we just landed. And to that point, uh, I'm going to end up doing this really briefly because I want to leave us enough time to talk about this other stuff. Man, we have a lot to get to. But very quickly, I'm going to do this really quick, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Donald Trump is finally being held accountable. A little bit. All right. He's going to be appearing in court this week. Ivanka Trump, his daughter, is going to have to testify. There's no way out. In fact, all of the Trump children will have to testify in this case involving um, the uh, Trump organization. So to help us understand it, I'm going to play this really quick because he's not facing jail time with this particular lawsuit. The others, he is. So I just want to make that very clear. That's why people will like lock him up, lock him up. And I'm like that, too. But He's not facing jail time, provided he can shut up and stop violating the gag order or else he will be thrown in jail. But this is a really quick breakdown of what's happening with this Trump case that's happening right now. Stand by. Andrew Weitzman, deal with this this specter of prison time with you. I mean, this case doesn't represent the threat of incarceration for Donald Trump. The Mar-a-Lago documents case, yes. Georgia, Rico, yes. Jack Smith's election interference case before Judge Tony Chuckin. Yes. But this one, and, and as everyone has said, he, he, the, he's already been found guilty of fraud. This is about assessing the punishment, the damages for that conclusion. But it doesn't hold any risk of jail time unless, unless, in the words of, of Judge Ngoron, Trump continues to defy this very narrow gag order to not threaten, malign, intimidate, and endanger the safety of his clerks. What is wrong with someone who is basically running through the, the the red flag, I guess, being waved in front of them? So when the red flag is being waved in front of people, Jeffrey Keller, and they're not being taught consequences for running through them, you get this out of control behavior that's exhibited by this former occupant of the White House. Well, they're trying to hold him accountable. He's been fined $10,000 so far for violating gag orders, threatening uh, courtroom clerks, and then claiming he was talking about uh, his former fixer, Michael Cohen, who just destroyed him in court last week. And now 
Uh, like I said, this week coming up, starting uh, possibly as early as today, by the time you hear this, if not by tomorrow on Tuesday, Ivanka Trump will be on the stand. Eric Trump, Don Jr., everybody's going to be testifying in this case against uh, their father, their patriarch, Mr. Donald Trump. It's an effort to hold him accountable, Jeffrey Keller. And one more thing before I pivot, and I'll give you guys a real quick take on it. Uh, several people have flipped in this case. Uh, Chessboro, uh, Kenneth Chessboro, one of the attorneys. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Sidney Powell, the Kraken attorney, doing this from memory. Remember, she said she was going to release the Kraken to prove that there was a lot of rampant voter fraud. And that's how Joe Biden got in the office. Well, she pled guilty because she knew she was lying and she knew she was gaslighting and she raised a whole bunch of money, a whole bunch of money on that lie. And the most recent one, of course, was attorney Jenna Ellis, who uh, I think if she hasn't been disbarred already, she's facing disbarment. She gave a teary eyed apology to the state of Georgia for what she did. These are his attorneys, Jeff and Jamal. Where have you ever in your life seen so many attorneys flipping and admitting that they lied in defense of somebody who is a serial uh, fabricator? I'll just leave it at that. So we're talking about accountability. We're going to talk about some relationships next. But before we do, I want to give these two casts if they have a thought, a take on the latest in the uh, the continuing saga of holding Donald Trump accountable. Jeffrey Kelly, you brought up this topic of accountability. Let's start with you and then we'll swing to the good brother, Mr. Jamal Jones. Yeah, it's it's I think it's funny when you when you're not representing the client, you are the client. <laughs> also, it's a whole different ball game. Isn't whole it? different ball game. <laughs> They said MAGA mean. They say MAGA means make attorneys get attorneys. <laughs> Man, when you when you looking at jail time and those type of things, I'm gonna tell you what. Hey, mm. Donald Donald Trump will sell anybody out, bro. And I think his kids learn from him. So if wow. they think they're going to jail, they don't need daddy's money no more. Especially his daughter. You you watch how she how she gonna go ahead and tell her truth. And it's not going to be a positive thing for Donald Trump. Our husband's a billionaire, Kushner. Mm -hmm. He made out with the Saudis. There was a big title fight over the weekend, Tyson Fury. Uh, I think he got lucky <laughs> from what all I'm hearing against the MMA fighter Francis Ngannou. But they had that fight in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. The the Saudi Arabians gave Jerry Kushner $2 billion while yep. he was in the White House. So Ivanka ain't worried about throwing daddy under the bus, right? I mean, nope. she's she going to be all right. And it's funny, Jamal Jones, he's only been outraged that Ivanka has to testify. He ain't said nothing about how mad he is that Don Jr. or Eric got to testify. He's just mad that his dear, sweet Ivanka is. Uh, we're talking about accountability, accountability, Jamal Jones. What are your thoughts, good brother? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think that any person does need to be held accountable. I mean, I think that my... <laughs> This has been my stand, been my stance. I think from day one, before you know, it's not even about Trump, any of this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Is when you know Trump stuff was happening back when Trump ran, you know, the first time and got in office and all this other stuff. It's all this, you know, all this Trump, 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 and then when it's like you know he was running again and all this other stuff. The media, it's like, it, and then he's you know when he when he lost, okay, he lost and he's out and it was still continuing. Da, 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 da. My thing was like, look, like why can't you guys just ignore him <laughs> like ignore him that's the thing Bruh. like no then even to this day this is the thing what is the threat i mean i'm just saying i get okay take accountability for whatever but at the end of the day 
And again, it's, he's got to use deductive reasoning. It's like, if this was something that was going to be pursued, why wasn't it pursued an initial jumpstart? It just, it didn't do it till now until the elections. And I'm like, okay, so that's where I just, that's the, the elephant in the room for me. It's like, I'm not saying this shouldn't happen, you know, because everyone should be held accountable. It's just fishy when it's like, okay, why, why now? Okay. And at the end of the day, and then if if there's a and it goes back to ignoring him like ignore it all of it ignore it just I agree. Act like he doesn't even exist and then focus <laughs> on the election focus on I, the election that's coming i and agree it's like, okay so, and so again the media the this the that is showing all of this stuff to me it's like it's dangerous in the fact that rather than trying to how do i say this have leadership on you know, either side of the party that's gonna that is gonna come out here that's gonna be so electrifying that it just you're just not even thinking about anybody else, right? It doesn't matter about mm -hmm. Democrats or Republicans. There's some candidate that shows up and it's like the American people are like they don't even care. Like it's like, but you're well, just, it just seems that it's just I don't know what we're doing here, but if 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 it's if 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 this is a, a left side or a right side and they're making this an issue and it's it's theatrics again just like i oh, said earlier really? this is That's this is just like this is like theater we're watching theater right now the people need to understand and they're all in on it on it all of them are playing theater on both sides like no I, no 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 no, no. i mean it's just it's just we need to focus this is the thing and this is not i, I i'm this See, but again, and that's when you I talk like this, it goes like, well, you must be, I'm, I don't care. That's the whole thing. Like at the end of the day, right. where are we going? That's the thing. What is going to ultimately happen? Okay, so he goes to jail. What does that have to do with me? That's what I'm saying. It does not, has not, what does that have to do with the American people? So he goes to prison. What does that have to do with our next election? Like, what does that have to do with what we're trying to do? Like what, if, if, if your policy, whatever you're pushing forward, like, why or okay or and this is gonna and the people hate to hear this too or is this a situation where is he seen as a threat because they don't want him to run again you know i mean is that what it is like no no but i'm saying that's what i'm saying why can't we just like ignore it you know it's like because we've been playing this game like back and forth when we and this is what disappoints me about on the democratic party i'm a, I'm a registered democrat on this and i've said this on your show before Focusing on where the party is going, right? Like, who's the candidate? What's going? On? Okay, well, Joe Biden's the next candidate. Okay, then what's the party? What are we doing? But there's no focus on that. The focus is like on every news outlet is that, and it's like not what's going on in L.A., not what's going on in New York, not what's going on in Chicago, not what's going on with the people over here, not what's going on with the whole people losing their home. All these things. It's just been this whole four years. It's like we have different issues, but he he manages to get into the mix. But who's controlling the media? You can media black out anybody you want. Why are they not media blackouting him? That's the whole issue. You can media black him out. Unfortunately, but why are you not doing that? That's yeah, that's a good question. Unfortunately, he's a cash cow. They like the ratings. But that's on but both I sides, brother. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The both sides are doing this. Well, oh, well, both sides are platforming him, if that's what you mean. Yes. yes. But I, I think that they have to deal with him uh, in this way. And it's up to us individually to be uh, the per surveyors of what's going on. And we conduct our own individual blackouts because he will suck all the oxygen out of the 
the space. And there are some better candidates that are running, but they're nowhere close to competing with him for the Republican nomination. I disagree with you that this is fishy because we didn't interrupt him running for president. He interrupted us because he knew these legal issues were hanging out there. He didn't resolve that before he decided to announce his run for the presidency. So he jumped in when he didn't have his affairs uh, in a nice little bowl figured out before he wanted to run. So I disagree that they're going after him to make uh, a political hit job to limit his vitality and viability as a candidate. He did it to himself. And the fact that he's in this much trouble, think about it. It's not Republicans, excuse me, it's not Democrats that are turning on him. It's his own cabinet. It's his own people, his own handpicked people from Bill Barr to freaking Ivanka and his children coming up next. Jenna Ellis, Rudy Giuliani's going to flip soon to Sidney Powell. They've all turned on him. Chessbro, they've all turned on him. Those aren't Democrats. So right, he's, but, done right, right, right. he's done but, it to but, himself. He's done it to himself. Right. But again, it goes back to. When I got a guy over here. Who can't pay his bills? And why are we? Fo I said it's the focus. Like, okay, so who cares? I, my thing is that like, we have to get to a point with these people. These, the, the, I'm just going with these people who are in office. These people that are doing all this stuff. These people, because I mean, I guess it's. A, I'm not. I don't sit here. I mean, I see every situation. We need reform, a hundred percent on everything. So, do you but know where to go here, to get better here, news? I'm that what we can sit here and say. Do you know like, where to look, go to get better news? To get things that are really relevant. That that's what's hard. I mean, I think that's the most difficult well, situation. Well, with, with, uh, with it's with actually pretty easy. It's actually pretty easy if you know where to look. Uh, Jeffrey Keller, did you have you want to chime in on that before we pivot? No, go ahead. Yeah, I think you need to look at the people that are actually getting things accomplished. You have to look at the local elections that are happening. Virginia is in the early election cycle right now. And it has implications for the majority there, because when Glenn Youngkin came in in Virginia, they flipped that whole house from blue to red. But that's what I'm talking about. So you said blue oh. to red. See, that's what I'm saying. We got to get away from this is where we said so we're talking about. OK, we flipped it. So it's like, OK, but we as Americans have to get away from like 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 Jeffrey said, like if we had like no parties and it was like we just we do have that. These, we we have no labels games where it's like well, people say, well you can't you can't avoid it flipping this flipping that flipping but that. you it's can't not, but how are you going to avoid it though but how are you going to create more division but well you want an alternative to the left and right you got to think forward and back i don't think we're stuck in left wing right wing anymore it's forward or going backward i think that's where we at there's a no labels party there's a libertarian party there's a green party and all of them, you're going to have to decide if you want Howie Hawkins to be a representative or you want Kanye West to be the vice president of the American Independent Party. And he really is the vice president of the American Indian uh, Independent Party. You can go on Wikipedia and look it up for yourself. I couldn't believe it, but he's there. Or if you want uh, Dean Phillips, who's challenging Joe Biden, he's primarying him. Larry Elder is still in the race or maybe he just dropped out. No, he got out. He yeah. got out. Mike Pence just got out. So those are the sort of the traditional candidates. But Cornell West is still in. He's representing. They, you know, recruited him to come run Green Party. So there are all other alternatives out there. But who actually has a chance to win? If that's not the concern and you just want to be a conscientious objector, not you, Jamal. But I'm just saying if somebody wants something other than what's being presented, there are alternatives out there. 
but and they're so, not being given to the American but, people. That's yeah, that's what we have to fight for. We have to why are these people given platforms, right? There's because they, like, but like you have to be able to galvanize enough people to your message, and they have just as much social media <laughs> access as anybody out there. So if they cannot resonate with the people enough, then they're not going to have enough people to vote for them. They may have good policy, Jamal, but if you can't get enough people to to notice you, I don't know. But what you know what you just told me. You know what you just told me right now. Go ahead. You just told me the game is rigged. In what way? Go ahead. What you just said. You said, well, they got to have enough uh, people behind them. They have to. Well, guess what? If I'm not getting the TV coverage, right? Mm -hmm. if I'm not getting that media coverage, if I'm not getting that platform, mm -hmm. then I'm not going to get on it. When they do Republican to Democrat debates, that's a that's a major platform. It's a blackout. Yeah. That's a major platform, but they're not they're not debating as individuals. They're mm -hmm. debating as Democrats and Republicans. True. What I'm saying is, let's just put people to the debate and take away that label. And now we're voting on who they are and not party represent. When you go and vote, they ask you, what are you, Republican, Democrat? Isn't that what they do? Right, so know about you see what I'm saying? The game is rigged. Okay, if it's going to be a two horse race and one of them's going to win, what do you do? That's how why the game is rigged because they, they only give you two choices. They only okay. give you two choices. Okay, so I I do agree, and I did want to hear you out on it, but that's what I'm saying. There are other alternatives that people want to avoid picking one of the two major ones because, to your point. It is rigged and they have set it up constitutionally that way. So the, the yeah. viable third party cannot come up and yeah. be a threat to the, the, the running order. So, yeah, that is definitely true in a two horse race, though. And I, I, I OK, I'll say this. I'll say this. It's a two horse race. But if if one faction has a Joe Biden's people are going to be galvanized to vote against that because they may have a general aversion to what Joe Biden stands for. If somebody has an aversion to what MAGA stands for, there's going to be a coalition that's going to rise against that. And if that's going to be the battle, one side is going to win. So everybody's going to have to make a decision if they're going to sit out or put put their chips into the hat and at least fight for the party that's going to at least give lip service to your vital interests. Because there's one side, depending on what side you're on, that's going to be actively opposed to that. It's going to be a two horse race. And I don't know how we get around that if we can't get around that. But we're going to have to pick. It's the like majority of the it citizens, sucks. right. But the, but the the majority of citizens in the United States, just as you're aware of that, just, just as I'm aware of that, and just as Jeffrey is aware, aware of that, there's a right. majority of people in the United States that don't understand how this is set up, Right. So when it comes down to a situation of leadership, if you're looking at the folks who give the platforms to the people they choose, and it goes back to follow the money, like who are these people who deserve, quote unquote, a platform so that they can have the media attention on them to garner all this support. They sit up there and they pontificate. They get the speeches written for them. They get up there and say what will, will get the most clicks. And then people will buy into what the person is saying just to get this person in office. But it's a huge media campaign that costs millions and millions and millions of dollars. Definitely true. And, and these people are being put on platforms. 
So right. how are you going to change that? If you change the day that changes, where then all of a sudden everyone has a chance, like where someone has a chance, like the, the, the cat who's over there working in the community has a chance where he can actually get a platform, but not the one who over there, you know, political got, in the, got into the party political stuff and they uplifted him to be the leader. And this right. is on both sides of the aisle. That's right. the difference. When we, the people can sit back, the American people can lift up someone who's from the ground roots, but that's just impossible. That's just not how the system is set up. It's not set up for that. And people have to understand that once that changes, then you're going to start to see where, yeah, we can start electing people and they're not going to be millionaires. They're not going to fall into the okie doke. They're not going to fall into this, but when is that day going to happen? I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's a matter and I, and I, of educating. I think if you educate the folks and try to talk, but we've argued about this before and mm-hmm. that, well, how do you do that? So, and exactly, because Jamal Jones, how is he going to get the platform to talk about stuff like this? To reach millions of people, the people who control what is being told to us and what's being, who's informing, who the people who are informing us, mm-hmm. look at all the money that is behind that and the people fall into this like sheeple and they're just listening to it like, I believe, and I even say you're going to believe, you don't even question or look to say, let me look into this let me do this and let me do that. No, no, just because this person said it and they're blue, I believe it. Just because this person is red and they said it, I believe it. And that's the problem we're dealing with right now, man. It's 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 sad. And then we're and then here we go with this Trump thing. And it's like people are looking at all of this, and we're and here's the issues. It's like, okay, we we did happen with, with Clinton. It was the same thing when they went after Clinton about you know him getting, you know, a little dome, whatever, from the person, and everyone was focusing on that. And it was like, what are we doing? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like it just becomes a show. It's all a show. And it's like, yeah. okay, you know, like, oh, this person said that the election was rigged. At the end of the day, Biden won. All right, that's it. Okay, he's winning. He's the president. Dude is the president. He's running the country. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, he, you know, went out there and said it wasn't true. It wasn't this and that. And that. But how is it changing things right now? Like, how is it changing policy right now? How is it changing? what the United States is doing right now. He's leading the country right now. So how is this dude, right, who's getting criminal charges on him affecting, is he pushing policy right now? No, but this, the thing, what, what's going on? This dude is garnering a whole mass of people, I guess, behind him or whatever. But again, and but again, if that's the issue, this is where we have to find an electrifying, whatever it is, where people don't, what, like, like Jeffrey said, we just start focusing on Jamal Jones. Not blue, but Jamal Jones. That's it. Jeffrey Keller, I think we need to nominate Jamal Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 this, I, I'll say this, and this is why we will never have change. Nope. Because any, everybody that has tried to bring people together got killed or assassinated. Yeah. Jesus tried to bring people together, sat killed. Mega mm-hmm. Evers, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Robert Kennedy, all of them assassinated. Black Panther Party assassinated. Mm-hmm. Anybody who fights for the people somehow disappears. Sure does. Because you're fighting against the rich. Mm-hmm. You're fighting against corporations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought GameStop, GameStop was so cool. Because it beat the game for 30 days it beat the system. Wow. And what did they do after that? Then all of a sudden they changed 
how you can invest and how much and Robin Hood. They change the game. When you learn the game, they change the game. They do. They do. And that's why we won't have change until people come together and they stop that by assassinating people every time someone tries. It's pretty daunting. And that's why good people don't want to um, have that much visibility anymore. And they want to kind of <laughs> limit their exposure for that very purpose. They want to survive out here. Uh, one person I forgot to mention is Dr. William Barber, Jamal. He's somebody out of, uh, I think, North Carolina, organized the Poor People's Party to where it's a nonpartisan movement. They focus heavily on registering voters and uh, doing things at a grassroots level. There are organizations that pop up all over the country like that. And at the local level, they do do more than what is commonly heard at the national and federal level. So you guys are right. Um, my take is that there's there's potentially good policy that can come from any faction. Uh, we just have to know where to look for it. And when somebody does do well or does do something right, I think we should acknowledge it and highlight it. And I could probably do a better job of highlighting that because there's certainly a lot uh, to discuss uh, with regard to how dysfunctional things are and how limited the system is and tolerant for third party factions to arise and challenge the status quo. But um, more can be done for sure in the area of politics to make sure that people, the true people, have a true voice and a participation in this this uh, governing politics. Life like is just sitting in the living room in the dark, but you can still see my heart. We should let it all fall down So it never makes a sound But it always leaves us staying somehow KCWG, the truth.com's program is called Psychotic Bum School. I'm DJ Rome, chopping it up with the good brothers, Mr. Jeffrey Keller and Jamal Jones. We're almost out of time, y'all. I've these these cats are super generous. We got a few minutes, y'all. I gotta talk to y'all about this, y'all. I got I can't let you go. Jamal Jones, Jeff sent me something. I had already seen it, but I gotta run it by you because it is it's part of a continuum that's happening <laughs> in our discourse. Oh, man. Uh, Tyrese Gibson just released a response video that came on the heels of Jada Pinkett Smith uh, promoting her book called Worthy, where she's just talking about, oh, by the way, Will Smith and I have been separated for the last seven years. Uh, Jeff, I mean, Jamal, you're talking about who cares? Why are we talking about this? That, you know, you might want to uh, uh, keep that same energy for yeah. Jada and Will. It's like, y'all, can y'all just go away? Um, that came out and she's just continuing to just blast and emasculate Will Smith and he's still there. 
ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there was also this Cheesecake Factory, the most famous restaurant in the country, in the world last week was the little known chain Cheesecake Factory. Well, did y'all hear about the sister that was taken out by, it looked like a Middle Eastern brother, and she refused to get out of the car because she didn't feel like the Cheesecake Factory uh, was worthy of how beautiful and fine she was. Uh, there's a debate about whether or not that was a skit or not. Uh, Jamal even saw that she was even a licensed clinical social worker, believe it or not. And so it may have been a skit, but regardless if it's a skit or not, people have been talking about the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, that's one of three, but my God, uh, I'm gonna just kind of pivot off y'all because I think you guys have heard a little bit of all of those stories. This Tyrese Gibson thing is kind of crazy to me though, but I'm gonna give, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a pitch to y'all, which one of y'all wanna chime in on any one of that? Tyrese Gibson, Jada and Will, or the Cheesecake Factory? Which one y'all wanna take? Uh, let's go first to uh, Jeffrey Keller. Man, I, I'll go with Jada Pickett Snitch. <laughs> <laughs> Break it down. That's who I go with, man. Bruh. She can lie? Let me tell you, Jada Pickett can lie. Bruh. She said Tupac asked her to marry her and marry him. Then she, Fat Joe asked her about it. She goes, oh, no, I didn't say that. But then you look at the article in Rolling Stone when she was interviewed, she said it. Wow. She, she, she forgot. I guess I guess I guess she forgot. <laughs> she, she she forgot. Blinded I mean, by love, bro. Blinded by love. Blinded by love. I mean, then she <laughs> said in her past life she was Harriet Tubman. I'm saying this girl can lie. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Nah, she didn't say that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but that's how crazy she is, that's right? Crazy she is. And people right. be like, "Oh yeah, she probably did say that." Wow, wow. I think she really. I think I. I really think that she is genius. Meaning, mm. people start feeling sorry for Will, and then he starts working again. Man, yes, I, yes, man, brother, I. I I, I, we were saying that the other day that this is all a show. Like, yep. the fact, the fact, this is what everybody should realize. When he showed up to her book signing after yep. everything, uh, oh, this is some, this is this is some, you know, this is some, no, like this is something else. Like, there's something going on. We're paying eyeballs around this. He showed up to the deal. What did he do when he got there, Jamal? I heard about that, but was, I don't, what did he do? He just showed up to support her. Like, he showed his support, like of the book and everything, like as if whatever, whatever. But it goes back to if this was real. Right. This mm -hmm. is real. Like, think about yourself personally, myself, and Jeff personally. If someone was doing this to you and everyone is looking at you and emasculating you and saying all of these things and all this other stuff and you show up, mm -hmm. and you're just like, like nothing, like nothing even happened, like nothing publicly. That's your public appearance. That is the state where people will see like how you react and you say, oh, I'm here to support blah, 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 blah. It just seems like something's fishy. And it, I don't know if you guys heard about this, where they 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 said that something leaked out saying that accusing Will saying he was gay and blah blah all that some other stuff. But mm -hmm. regardless of that, my and this is my opinion, mm -hmm. you know, they both have their lifestyle. Okay, I don't want to go deep into that. You know, she mm -hmm. has their lifestyle, he has his lifestyle, mm -hmm. and they're married. So, mm -hmm. in my opinion, however they've been living and getting along all this time, the fact that you don't see him reacting a certain way because whatever he's got in his personal life going on and she got going on, his life is going on and he's able to do what he's able to do. 
she's able to do what she's got to do. But then there's this drama in the middle. To me, if it was a, it was a legitimate marriage and it was in a legit situation and a legit relationship, you're going to see people acting out. You've seen famous people do this all the time. Look at Tyrese. Now, let's compare this to Tyrese. When okay. Tyrese went through what he went through, what did he do? Look at how his emotion, look how he's speaking to the camera. That's a man that's upset. He's you very upset. He's very big upset. Mad. That's he's how big. we would react. Yeah. That <laughs> will, that's... That's this. It's this. It's this a media thing. He wants a lot of attention. They want their family. They want attention. It's something else Damn. going on with them. We don't he, know what it is. Yeah, Jeff. He must be right. I, I forgot to mention the whole Dwight Howard story is a whole nother thing. We could do a whole nother show on what's going on with NBA former NBA player Dwight Howard with the stuff he's got going on with uh, his personal life and the the gay men that he's been uh, outed by. But oh my God. The Tyree situation, Jeff. Have you seen this? Stand by. All right. Um, hold on. This is Tyree's gift, man. I was not going to respond to this video of my ex that's now gone viral. She is loving it. Congratulations, you went viral again over something else that you said because you're trying to build up your YouTube page and get your followers up. Listen, man. Look Does he look pissed? <laughs> I'm sorry. He looks like he's had enough, right? He's frustrated. Yeah, he's frustrated. Stand by. Listen, if you had people in your ear that influenced you into leaving your husband and your one-year-old child, your innocent one-year-old child, we both were divorcee kids, grew up in toxic environments, torn in between our old family, new family, stepfather, stepmother. That's a life that we both lived. And you packed up a one-year-old, put a COVID mask on top of the rain cameras, and I was literally in an airplane on my way home to fight for my marriage and my family. You're heartless. None of your friends recognize you. This is all about money. If you had friends in your ear, you're lying, you're gaslighting, you're playing. The only person that was in your ear was your mama. Uh -oh. Her name is Patricia Randolph. See, he, lean, he leaned in right there. He was like, I don't care. I know it's your mama, but I don't care. I done had enough. Patricia Randolph. Oh, my God. You didn't have people in your ear. The amount of people that was supposedly in your ear, you also had a whole lot of people like Aventer Gray, Taffy Dollar, Creflo Dollar's wife, who married us. You had a whole lot of people in your ear telling you that you're about to do something stupid, impulsive, and y'all are actually not going through anything that would make you want to leave your husband. See, that that part right there, they're so I, I want to play this whole thing so bad. Because this is the side that we don't tend to get, Jeff and Jamal. He's saying that I was a good husband to you. I wasn't perfect, but I was actually en route to go home to fight for my family and to fight for my marriage. And you had already packed things up. Jeff and Jamal, what I didn't understand was when he said you put the COVID mask on the camera. What did he mean by that? You put the COVID mask on the camera. What do you do? You guys know what he was talking about when he covered it up so she couldn't see. He couldn't just covering it up. Right. That's so all he couldn't see or leave. Yeah. OK, got it. Fellas, this guy is saying. 
you had no reason to do this. And it was just heartless. And he's just responding in a way in which it's pretty admirable. But at the same time, Jeff and Jamal, I'm gonna go to Jamal. Um, I'm just wondering how you feel about the what to the extent to which he's representing a lot of cats who've ever been in a situation where it's like, how in the world did I fall? Right? Jeff, uh, Jamal Jones, what are your thoughts? 100%. I mean, it just goes back to, and I was just talking to a lady about this the other day, is um, who do you think loves more? Who who falls in love, uh, the men or the women? Like, like who marries out of love, right? Mm. The men or the women? You know, and it's a situation with this, you can feel it. This dude, he, was, he loved her. Like, he wanted, that, he wanted to make that his wife. But with her, she's exposing herself that this was a transaction. Like, this was a situation where she was trying to get what she can get or do whatever was going on. It just exposed that, like where a lot of times there are men like in Tyrese's situation where the elders will look at that and look at the woman and say, you know, be careful, be careful with that, be careful with that. But then the guy will tell you, but I love her. I love her. I'm in love with her. And then the elder will tell you, just be careful. It looks like he got into one of these situations at five years. He tried to make it work and he was disappointed. He says later in the video, you know, if we don't have to play the whole thing, like he says that in the video that she... She, you know, she didn't want to be all like that. She wanted to be out there. She wanted to be Hollywood. She wanted to be all this other stuff. And now look at she's doing this, getting the attention, all this other. A lot of things that she says she wasn't, she ended up being later. Right. And then now she's exposing herself. This validates Tyrese because people were going in on Tyrese at first. But then when she came back to try to get back with this cat to say, okay, you know, maybe I made a mistake. But then she still didn't take accountability. She put it on her friends. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it goes back to no accountability. It's like. Yes. Oh, people were in my ear. It's yes. like, what do you mean people were in your ear? That's your husband. You, you, you are relying on outside people to make a decision for you, but you won't even take accountability and say, you know what? I made a mistake. I did something stupid. It's not about anybody else. No, your friends made you do this. It's like, okay, come on now. Accountability. That's what Jeffrey Keller was talking about. Jeff, do you think, is he, and Jamal, you can think about this too. Jeff, is there any vindication in somebody coming out and saying they made a mistake and leaving you? Nah. Not really? Let me tell you, this this takes me back to when I was in the NFL. Mm. Because you're like, when you when you start dating, you're like, do they like me because what I do or because of who I am? Right. And they play, so you never know. And so that's why a lot of times players married or the girls they met in high school or college mm. is because at least they knew who they were. They know why they with them. They helped them cheat on that algebra, on that uh, psychology test. You see what I'm saying? They wrote that paper for them in that history class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they put the, what I'm saying is they put the work in. They put, put the, the work time in. in. Right. Right. These, these girls now, man, they don't want to put no work in. Man, the only work they want to put in is on themselves, and that's not internally; that's outwardly. So you don't think she really loved him? Nope. And like he said, she 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 told on herself when she left. Man, she waited for that child to be a year old. She said, "Okay, I'm out. I'm get I'm gonna get alimony. I'm gonna get child support. I'm gonna get daycare. I'm gonna get medical. <laughs> I'm gonna get used to stuff." Right. YouTube. Yeah. He, he, he did go on and talk about, yeah, see, now you want to build up your little channel and clout chase and all that. But throughout it all, Jamal and Jeff, she, she never said that he hit her. 
And even even he said in this clip, Jamal's like, yo, you didn't have that kind of marriage where somebody was beating you up and abusing you. I never cheated on you. It's like everything that women say that they want. That's what this cat was. I mean, I'm not just saying it because he's a guy. She's not complaining that he did any of that stuff. She just. Why did you leave this guy? Why? I mean, we know. I mean, <laughs> you you can't say that you, you're regretting your decision. And you wish you could go back and relive that moment and block out all these people that were so-called talking in your ear because you want him as a human being because you can't identify. I mean, what is the issue? What, you, know what the issue is? you know what the issue is? Well, he wasn't Tupac? <laughs> he had, she had a side dude. Bruh. And he dumped her? Yep. And now she's trying to, now she's trying to, you know, you know, backstep, you know, oh, hey, I didn't know. He no, did say a... that. Yeah. You know what, uh, Jeff, you might be onto something. Jamal, remember later on in this clip, he did say, you know, what? I, I could say more, but the dude right. that you, you know, you, 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 can you talk about that a little bit, Jamal? Yeah, she said, so she states that as soon as, you know, she left because she just because she it was abrupt. She left. But he said, as soon as you left me, he was like, then you started dating. And I won't say who he is because he's, you know, it's probably a celebrity. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want you to get more likes. I don't want more attention and all this other stuff. But you left me for not left me, but you left. We left me. And then you started dating this guy. Mm -hmm. So then when you say that, it goes. So anyone who knows, like, well, you just started dating this guy. No, no, come on now. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. And then it's my this is my theory. It's just she started dating this, whomever. She she's out there. She sees what she she sees. She had a good thing after she was talking all this mess and being a life coach. And she's like, dang it. Now I want to go back. And it's like, Tyrese is like, no, you know what I'm saying? As why, you know, why am I going to take you back? Cause you, you run out, you go over and do what you did. Now you're coming back. But any rate, man, it, yeah, she, she was dating. Like I said, she was dating some guy and it just, Can we take a strong poll y'all. Who, who, who do y'all think it is? Who, who, who could it be? What Cal? It must be hey. bad because he said, money. "That's all I'm saying." Money. That's it. Hey, hey. The funny part is this. This is the funny part. Is the dude she left and start going hanging out with him, standing at his place with her kid. And he's like, "Wait, hold up. Now I liked it better when you when you had a dude. I, I got to see you once in a while. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now I got to see you every day. Oh, every hell, day. Bro. You every cramping day. my style. You know, I had some other girls on the side. Too. Right. Right. Now, granted." He's still he's still with uh, this young lady named Zelly, and she made headlines a few months ago. Maybe it was last year now where she said, well, I actually like Paul Walker more than you, but you stepped to me first or whatever. Damn. And that was wow. pretty cool. Wow. And I thought I didn't think they were going to survive that. And so Tyrese, he, he, he falls hard to your point, Jamal. I mean, yeah. there's some content creators online that talk about how women love conditionally and when, excuse me, women love conditionally, but when a man loves you, he loves you for real because right. he, he's in it to win it. And men don't walk away from divorce, typically speaking. Uh, there's another, there's, you guys see this thumbnail right here. We're not gonna have time to go into it, but this is Tia Maori, Maori. Uh, sister, sister was that TV show back in the day that you love so much, Jamal Jones, right? Right, right? <laughs> sister, sister. <laughs> sister, sister, right? So she left her husband uh, out of the twins. She, uh, her twin sister, Tamara, is married to a white man. They're still together. Tia, on the other hand, divorced her husband, Corey, and she says she graduated. She It was no longer meeting her needs. Now, 
when people talk about her situation, she's been clapping back a lot. Um, it kind of parallels the situation with Tyrese a little bit in that there was no reports of him abusing her, beating her up, stepping out on her. She just wasn't happy anymore. And for whatever reason, I mean, it's a little different here because I think of the two, of course, Corey Hardick, Hardwick, Hard, Hardick, I think his name is. Uh, he's definitely rising in his career, so he's not broke. OK, when he met her. Yeah, maybe she was already a star when they met each other. And I think she ended up picking him up from the bus stop and they had uh, 14, somewhere between 14 and 20 years together and have children. So it's a little different, but he's a millionaire now. His star is rising. And she's back in the dating market and she's reporting about having a tough time, but she doesn't like how people are talking about her decision to move on. And people are talking because, one, it's social media when people put their business out there. And to your point earlier, Jamal, why do we have to focus on this stuff when it's not really our business? And so people put it in our faces. Right. <laughs> you know? it's so it, it's she. I, so I bring that up to say. I don't hear the usual tropes about he was abusive, he was controlling it's just she just wasn't happy anymore and whatever the reason is we don't care it just highlights the point that typically men don't leave okay well, george carlin got a great great uh saying when she said that uh you're not meeting my needs mm. well george carlin would say well maybe you got too many damn needs <laughs> man, bring george back please george was on to something man because how do you how do you please the modern I mean, are men do men have as many needs as as, as the modern woman does? I think there's a shift now. I think men are be getting more feminized and women are getting more masculinized. But do the things that these even if they're feminine are do they bring the same values that men back in the day brought in terms of just wanting a wife? Um who will, you know, do wifely duties and to stand by their side? Because we know that only two out of 10 divorces are filed by men. Is that because they're effeminate or women are finding a lot of uh, questionable rationales for breaking up their homes? We could do a whole nother show on that. But, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, God, I think of her name, Saudi, 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 Sadia or something. Sadia Khan. Yeah, her. She's a psychologist. So yep. she, she has her shop. I watch her a couple of times. Out of the UK, United Kingdom. Beautiful woman. Yeah, so she, yeah, very beautiful. And she makes really good points. And she said, it makes me think of Tyrese. So you said something about Tyrese and, and, and Paul Walker. She so said, you said, mm -hmm. oh, Tyrese, the girl, Zale, whatever her name is, said that she was more into Zelly. him or whatever it was, right? Yeah. Zelly. Mm -hmm. But then Saudi will say, if she's looking at that, I, I, my opinion is what she would say is a um, boundary thing. So like with Tyrese, why didn't he put that boundary up or have that boundary to say when she said that comment? Yeah, that's just, that was his opportunity to say, you know what? That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But he didn't do it. Didn't. Right. Yeah. So he's still with her. That's the no. whole thing. So that's where it comes <laughs> down to the issue where like where you people talk about infidelity. She was like, when dudes that have strong boundaries and they're dealing with women, this is her opinion, and they have strong boundaries, it's less likely that women are going to be out there stepping out. But when dudes have no boundaries and they just accept all kinds of whatever, she's yeah. like, the wrong kind of people are going to be like, oh, I can get away with everything. I can do whatever I want. And just has a mentality like that, where it's like, okay, I'm just going to go out and step out because 
you know, he's not out there, you know, calling me out on certain things or just, or he, or I know that I can't step over these boundaries, but he puts up with that. So yes. that's where it's like, well, what's the difference and what's going on going to Jeffrey's point. I do agree. Like when it goes back to like the masculine kind of whatever, where it's like, typically now it's like the mentality is, especially in LA, uh -oh. is what can I get? You know, what can I get? What can I get? Right. And if I got something that's good and, and Saudia talks about this, too, what is, you, you may have heard this one where she said, who who gets who where does infidelity the strongest with what kind of men? She says with men with money. And then the guy was like, what do you mean? And he said, because there's access, there's all this other stuff. She's meeting these all these different situations because he gives her access to different situations that she's never been a part of. And usually, typically, a guy who's very successful is very busy. Now that he's busy yep. and now this person has access, then it comes to a situation where infidelity becomes something like that. But now think about L.A. It's like now you've been exposed to all these different kinds of situations. And now you're like, you know what? Let me see what I can get. Let me see if I can get something better. I can get that. Mm. So that's the thing, I think, with a lot of us as some men. It's like you find you know a good person or whatever that understands and appreciates and all this other stuff. But is it actually going to be enough? That's the whole thing. And, I'm, and people say, oh, you know, you're single and. I mean, are you dating? I mean, I mean, I'm dating now. I'm saying, but as far as I'm in a relationship now, I should say. But um, they'll say historically, oh, you're single and da 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 da, and uh, you know, like you're bitter and you're this and that. No, this has a lot to do with what I have witnessed. You know, I work with a lot of women and I see this a lot. You know, and it's like, look, can you just be content and happy and appreciative of what you've got because you've got a good situation? Oh, like it, it seems like it's harder. And Jeff, where I thought Jamal was going with that, because Jamal made a good point uh, several shows ago where he was talking about <laughs> the reason why something like this happens. In addition to what you just said, Jamal, mm -hmm. I thought where I thought you were going with that, because with because uh, we had talked about Corey and Tia and then we started with Tyrese. But her saying, yo, I was really checking for your friend, Paul. It's like, here we go with another Jada and Tupac situation. I can't compete with a, a person that's no longer on this earth. And right. when you're not somebody's first choice, they're going to be perpetually unhappy. Jamal said that once before. Oh, that's right, right. You're, you're the dude, right. Exactly. Number yeah, one. I mean, he's not the dude, Jeff. Mm -hmm. No matter what never he was. does, never was the dude. It's like, and Chris Rock said it too, right, Jeff? It's like, you know why your, you know why your woman's so unhappy? Because you were not her first choice. First choice. First yeah. choice. Exactly. They, they never gonna be happy. And to be fair, you know, a lot of men aren't a woman's first choice either. I mean, it, yeah. it's, you can't. I mean, Jeff, go ahead, man. What are your thoughts, man? <laughs> I mean, it, it's, I've been on both sides, man. Right. Okay, you, you know me, Rome. I, 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 I dated a girl that was with a, a legend, a superstar. Hell. And, you know, it, it got deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. And then you start falling in love. you like, yeah, but. How do you compete yeah. with that? I mean, about, I mean, anybody that, okay. <laughs> after, <laughs> where does Apollonia Cotero go after dating Prince? Where do you go after that? Any guy coming after that, how? How do you compete with that? But I, I tell you this in, in this situation, and when you say that, this is how you compete. Okay. If that person is such a dog mm. and make them do certain things, then they looking for love. They over the financial part. They've had that. But see, I agree with him, Jamal, 
But what what you know that mean emotional damage. I mean, by the time they finally see it, they're they're so traumatized with having been out there too long, out in them streets. Well, she wasn't in the streets though. See, that's the thing. She sang back up with this person. She sang duets with this person. She went on tour with this person. Mm. She had her own albums out. I mean, Dang, Jeff, she, you dated some high up people, brother. She she was she's doing the damn thing. Oh man, if I told you the person, you'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> well, that's why I'm that's why I'm cutting you off, man. It's like <laughs> Keller, <good> brother. <laughs> and, wow. and I'm the one, and I'm the one that ended it because it was my self-esteem because I was falling in love with her. Yep. Instead of me going, hey, what's up with you and so and so? Right? Because he's paying for the condo, he paid for the condo, pay for new cars all the time, the whole deal. Man. I'm like, and so instead of me going, what's up with you and so and so? I just said, it's over. Yeah. Man. And then I thought she'd be cool with that. But then she had her celebrity friends call me going, hey, what's going on with you and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, well, what's up with her and, 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 you know what's his name, and right. they, they well, 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 well. Uh, you, you, you got to ask her. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's deep, man. Because uh, we, I better let you cats go in a second. But I, you know, I keep picking on Prince, but he had a background singer named Jill Jones that was with his group, made one album, and his cousin, her cousin, I should say, uh, was actually a high school schoolmate of mine, and. Even back then, in the way back in the 80s, he was still, despite them not really being together together, he was still, to your point, Jeff, he was still financing her life, still mm -hmm. paying for apartments, paying bills. And mm -hmm. he never married her, but he was, you know, he was holding her down. And so I'm thinking mm -hmm. whatever man she wants to involve herself with after that is going to have some tough shoes to fill. And the man has to be really solid within himself to the points you cats were making earlier uh, about setting boundaries, right, Jamal? Because if you let things slide, even if you're in a position where you're dating someone of that caliber, like Jeff is talking about, the, 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 the it looks like there's an imbalance of power in terms of who has the perceived status in the relationship. But if Jeff in that situation uh, was able to end it, I, I think as painful as that was, I would suspect any man in that position, if he's going to try to have a semblance of holding frame, that's going to be the G move to make. Because you, if you don't, you're going to be setting yourself up later on to go through a perpetual cycle of mistreatment. And people just tend to treat you better, to Jamal's point, finally. They tend to treat you better when you lay down some boundaries. And you have yeah. to do it as early in the relationship as possible. Right, fellas? Yeah. Yeah. No, you got to. You teach people how to treat you. Bruh. Right. Bruh. Well, I tell you, we've gone all around the world and back. I can't thank these cats enough, y'all. That was the good brother, Mr. Jeffrey Keller. You can catch him on Friday afternoons during drive time in Southern California with, as you're listening to the Pocho Hour of Power on 90.7 FM. You could probably catch him on stage pretty soon. That's the good brother, every, Jamal Jones. Every, every uh, Saturday. Jeffrey, can they find you? Yeah, go ahead. Every Saturday, 10 p.m., Comedy Chateau. There you go. Say my name at the door, you get in free. We, we always have people there where you're like, oh, my God, Craig Robinson stopped in. Just a lot of people, man. Well, that's our show, y'all. Psychotic Bump School is the place where education and entertainment meet. 
at the intersection of funk and soul. My name is DJ Rome, and you know we're here every Monday evening from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time, and it repeats again on Friday evenings from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Check back with us. We shall return next week. Also want to thank our very, very special guests for the evening, Jamal Jones and the good brother, Mr. Jeffrey Keller. If you're going out trick-or-treating, y'all, make sure you stay safe, okay? I also want to send a very, very special shout-out to Mr. Frank Starks, who is the Iron Man behind the board. And we're out of here, y'all. Take care.